All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. Today, we have a special guest with us today. We've got JT Taylor. JT, how's it going, man? Good, man. Glad you are having me back. Oh, we appreciate it, man. We get more exciting news this time, though. So Yeah, uh, it is. It's a little different, uh, little bit different conversation we'll be having this time. Yeah, we'll switch that hat. If anybody remembers, JT came on and was talking to us because he, you know, heads up tourism over in Livingston Parish. But we've got a little bit of a different story today. You want to kind of feel everybody, you know, what's going on? We've got a, we've got a race, you know, and yeah. ahead. Yeah, last time I, I don't know it was a several months ago. Me and you spoke, and it was something I'd been thinking about doing. And I've had people approach me in the past about possibly running for political office and nothing. Just wasn't the right timing for me. And uh, this time, man, it just, everything worked out. We prayed about it and talked to my family and got the approval. So I officially threw my hat in the race for a town of Livingston here, where actually the parish seat in Livingston Parish, but going to be running for mayor here in the town of Livingston. The election is a November 3rd presidential election. So I'm excited about it. Knew it. Always, you know, been doing for a long time. It was something I would eventually do, get involved in politics. My job that I do now kind of is leading to that. Uh, but I felt like, you know, it's perfect time and everything just kind of lined up. So we're throwing, throwing the hat in the race and working for it and see what happens. Awesome. Well, tell me, what is that? You know, we kind of talked a little bit, you know, there's got to be, you know, politics is I almost want to use almost the word almost came violent, almost came out of my mouth, you know, but it's pretty yeah. close. You know, politics can get pretty violent these days, you know, and like you said, you, you know, pray about it, talk to family about it. It's it's not just you, you know, that's on the stage. It's the whole family. So everybody's got to go all in, you know, what made you decide to, Hey, we're going to do this. And now's of all time. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, like I said, it was something I knew I'd always do. And I had had thought, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this without really sitting down and talking to my family about it. And at one point about a year and a half ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to run, I'm going to run. And that was, that was me, you know, me talking without really sitting down with my family. So I kind of backed off a little bit like, okay, this is a big decision for me. This is something that it's not just me out there. This is my wife, my, my three boys, my mother and father, my grandparents, my sisters, it's everybody. So I had to sit down with them and talk to them about it. And it was something we decided. Like, again, I always knew, uh, I grew up in a family of ministers. So my, from missionaries to pastors, uh, to doing outreaches so I was always taught how to love and serve people um, no matter how they treated you you know kind of Bible you know turn the other cheek kind of deal and and I think it just leads and, and then my family got into politics my grandfather my uncle um, got into politics and, and me getting into tourism you know I started doing that and I deal a lot with with state legislators um, deal with them on the federal level and I really enjoyed the whole process just meeting mm-hmm. people. I love sitting down meeting people, building relationships with them. And it was something over time after talking and realizing what they do to make a difference. You know, a lot of times people, they ask me, man, why do you want to leave the job you have now? Because it's a great job. I, I get to do a lot of amazing things, get to travel some, and meet a lot of people. But why do you want to do, you know, get into politics and leave it? And I think now, man, is more important than ever. I mean, you see it on media, social media, uh, the distress and things that everybody's going through here in our country now is is the most important time for us to get involved to make that difference, especially locally. I think locally in a small community, 
in my opinion, from what I see dealing with, like, again, with our state and federal level, I think it, locally you can make a, a real big difference and be, and be that change that you want to see. Absolutely. It's funny, it may not be right on target, but as you were talking, it reminded me of uh, Zig Ziglar used to say he gets up every morning and reads his Bible and then goes to see what the other side's up to and reads the paper, you know, so. (laughs) So, but no, there's, it takes a lot, you know, and I think people can be, you know, I was talking with uh, Congressman Graves that day and we were talking about, you know, the we're the, we, the people, we're the government, you know, it's all of us, you know, it's the government's for us. It's not some, we didn't hire a consulting firm, you know, to come in and that's at the federal level all the way down to the local level. And you can make a difference if someone, you know, if you're willing to jump out there, you know, and actually do some of the stuff. Well, you know, I think you said it right there too as well. And what, you know, growing up in a, in a minister's family and learning how to love and serve people, sometimes we lose sight when I say we, public officials, political leaders, they lose sight. We are here to serve our communities, our citizens. We're here to work for them. I think sometimes we get caught up and and lose sight in the fact that we're supposed to do that and kind of get in our own little bubble and do our thing and and don't communicate, you know, how we need to communicate to our citizens. Don't inform them how we should be informing them. And it's a disconnect. And, you know, my goal is to come back and, and reconnect with my community, have that sense of pride, where I, you know, I would sit on porches with people and talk to them. How's it going? What's going on? How can I help you solve the problems that you're, you're seeing? It's a lot easier said than done. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's not act like I'm going to get in there and, boy, I'm going to solve all the world's problems. But that's kind of, you know, what I see uh, that needs to be done more. I always find it, and I, I find it amazing sometimes when you see people running for office and they start having the town halls and they start having all the meetups and, you know, they have people come to everybody's house and it's like, you know, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? And it's funny that just – it dries up after the election. It's like, well, wait a minute. How, you know, we elected you, you know, you had us come over, you know, we went to the, you know, we went to all the different community, you know, we went to the you know, rally or we, you came to so-and-so's house and you asked what we wanted. And then we, you know, we elect you and then whew, gone, you know, it's like, well, wait, why shouldn't we maybe meet once a month? Like we were before, yeah. you know, to kind of still get some well, of that feedback. And I think too, what it is, I mean, you were talking earlier about just being genuine and caring that as a leader, as a political leader, you know, if, I, if I'm privileged enough to be mayor here, I think it's my job also to set a vision for this town and, and bring people on board. So if, let's say a town hall, are you talking about that? And we have people come and talk about it. Uh, you know, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Well, as a political leader, if that's not your passion or what you want, a lot of times you will lose sight of that. So that's where it is important to be involved in your community have kind of a pulse on your community. What do we need? What do we want? You know, I'm listening to you, but I really care. And I want that same thing. We're all going to work toward that vision to accomplish it. Because a lot of times these town halls, I mean, let's face it, that's really just to, okay, we had one, go ahead and voice your opinion. And then tomorrow I'm going to continue to do the same things that I'm doing. So we really, you know, I, the, the true, you, you had one on here that I think has been a great representative here in our area is Gary Graves. To me, he truly does listen to the people and cares that he gets out there and gets the job done as much as possible. I know he can't do everything, but from what I've seen, from my experience of working with him in his office, he really listens to you and he tries to do what his constituents want. And I think it's, um, 
you know, Simon Sinek says it, uh, you know, just because you're a leader doesn't necessarily mean you're in charge. It's to take care of the people that are in your charge, you know, to take care of you're serving those people to help them, you know, be the best that they can be and get them what they need and get out of the way, you know? Yeah. So it's um, one of the things, you know, you've done this, you know, you've had a background, you know, in tourism and spent years. So you've kind of, you've had to learn how to navigate. There's also, there's a whole nother, you know, side of things. I remember talking with somebody one time about, you know, jumping into politics, you know, and it's, it's not an easy thing to just jump into because there's procedures, there's process, there's, you know, ways that things have to happen. It's not just something you can kind of just run in and be bull in a China cabinet. So you've done this for a while. You know. Yes. Yeah, you're correct with that. I mean, a lot of times, why can't we just do this? Why can't we just do that? There's a lot of red tape. It is. And, and when I say, hey, I want to come in and here's my vision. This is what, what we want to do. There's still a lot of hurdles to jump. And I realize that, you know, what I do in my job now, um, I deal a lot with state legislators, uh, federal. I'm over the uh, D.C. Congressional Summit here for the state. I'm the state chair where we lead a, a delegation of Louisiana people that deals with tourism, economic development past three years, I've been able to do that. I schedule, you know, with schedulers up in DC. It's been a great eye opener for me to learn how to, the process of getting things done, not just, oh, we, we, we're going to go do this and that. No, there's, like you said, there's a process of how to do it. You know, you have to be able to build relationships. It's not about, you know, what I've learned the most, and I guess you would say lobbying or whatever. It's not, hey, Senator such and such, I need this. And you call them whenever you need something, you call them. No, it's building that relationship throughout the year. So when I do need something, I can, hey, such and such, this is JT, man, I'm dealing with this issue here in town. Is this something you could help me with? So it's that surrounding yourself. And I take pride in being able to do that, building relationships with people. That's what I enjoy doing. I already have relationships with people that know how to get it done. I'm not coming in telling you I know how to do everything. And I don't have, you know, I'm not this prideful kind of person. No, it's my way or the highway. Man, I'm going to reach out to people. I have the connections. I have them in my cell phone where I can give them a call. Hey, I need this. We need this done. Here's some issues I'm dealing with. Are there any federal monies, any grants out there that we can capitalize on and bring them here to our town to improve it? So it's not just about me. It's about surrounding myself with people that can get it done, surrounding myself with employees that I don't have to micromanage, that I know can get the job done, and that have the best interest for, uh, for the town and our citizens. Absolutely. That's I always like to say, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. You know, I need, yeah. I need, I need people around me that can, you know, help me and, you know, I need a hand oh, yeah. to keep up. So it's, so what are some of the, um, some, everybody's, you know, got their, you know, short list, you know, for, you know, kind of issues, some things, you know, obviously there's something that there's gotta be, you know, one or two, maybe three, you know, there's that punch list for you. Like, yeah. you know, Hey, if, if if I can get in here, you know, this is my, you know, here's my short list. You know, this is what I need to, you know, address, whether it's something personal that you, you know, want to tackle or you've heard from people that's like, you know what, hey, I heard from so-and-so and I just right up there. You know, there's got to be a couple of those, huh? Yeah, there is. I mean, of course, it's always a long list and you get in there and there's more than what you thought there was. Uh, my, my main thing, and I may have said it earlier, I mean, the main reason I'm running and, and I'm excited to see some other people running as well here in our area you know, that's uh, done well in their professional career and stuff and want to give back to their community a lot. So infrastructure is a big thing. Uh, you know, of course, roads, drainage. People always talk about that. And that's kind of the number one issue uh, with political leaders. But like I said, a lot of times they get in there and realize, 
oh, either we don't have the funding to get this done or, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't know why we can't, but it doesn't get done. It's talked about because that's what people want to hear. Um, another thing is uh, unity uh, within our departments, uh, working together, working toward the same vision. I always go back to, and I don't take it lightly, you know, and some people may, but I grew up playing sports. Uh, and and I, I attribute a lot of my success in my career is in doing that. You know, I was able to play at a college level. And I was actually talking to somebody this morning, and we didn't always agree. I mean, there was guys on my team. We didn't hang out with each other. We didn't like each other. But when we stepped in between the lines, we all had one goal, and that was to win. So we're not always going to agree. You know, whoever the agency heads or employees or whatever it is, we might not always agree. But we'll sit in that office, that locker room, and we're going to work to something. We're going to compromise, and we're going to get something done, and we're going to come out and work toward that goal and achieve it. So, you know, infrastructure, unity, and then I want to see more community pride. Um, I want to see, you know, with that growth coming, I still want to have that small town feel where, you know, I'm walking on the street. I can say, hey, Mr. Smith, hey, Ms. Smith, how are y'all doing? I still want my kids to be able to go ride their bikes, you know, till uh, I call them in at night and come eat uh, without feeling, you know, and with that safety in mind, you know, with it's not overgrown where my kids can't go out and, and play basketball, you know, down at their friend's house or whatever. So that's a big thing, that community involvement, community pride, and that comes with beautification. Beautification is a huge thing with me. So I serve on the Keep Livingston uh, Beautiful Board, been serving on that for the past five years. And that's something that's, I believe, you know, a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on it. But when you come into a town, into a community, and you see the grass is up, you know, waist high, there's trash everywhere, that, to me, when I travel in tourism, that's a big deal. You know, I'm going to the next town to spend my money somewhere else. So that's I want to see small things like welcome signs, you know, welcome to Livingston. When they leave, hey, thank you for coming, stop back by. Deals like that where I don't think that's a big, uh, a big thing to get done. It's just putting that priority, making it a priority, importance. Uh, if we can't do that, okay, our signage here in town, just small things. If it's crooked, let's straighten it up. Let's clean our signs. Let's have yeah. more pride. And when told you do people, that, yeah, then your community, then your citizens, they want to get involved and say, hey, JT, I want to help with this or that. I want to be on the garden club. I want to do this. And that's kind of, I, I guess you ask for three. That's three things that I see. Well, I think that's, it's, it's the little things that make the world of a difference. You know, it's nowadays, you know, we send emails, you know, we can text somebody. But if you send a handwritten thank you note, the response, you know, that you get, you know, it's, it's completely unheard of. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, that was just the normal thing to do. Now it's not normal. And so I bring it up because of the little things, like you said, it's the, when you pull off the interstate and you've got just the overgrown grass and it just, you've got signed everywhere and things run down. It, it speaks to the community as a whole and it may not be, may not be that way, but it makes a difference. It's that, First impression, you know, that people see all the time. So. Well, I had a buddy that works in, uh, he works for another municipality, and he said, it, you know, I love this analogy, and I use it a lot. It, it's your town's handshake. When somebody gets mm -hmm. off that off that exit, that's your handshake. Is it trashy? Is the grass high? Okay, well, you know, my first impression, uh, if it, the grass is cut, you know, flowers around the sign that says, well, welcome to Livingston, that makes a difference. To people they pull off when they leave they're gonna say man i went to this town it was a nice little town whenever you're driving through stop by um 
And one more thing I'll tell you, the, one of the biggest things that I didn't name is communication and information. There's a lack of communication and information with a lot of, a lot of uh, governments. I mean, not just here locally, but, you know, we need to update our website. We need to utilize social media to communicate with people. We need to utilize tech software. We just send out a text when, you know, some, there's an issue in town. Um, through town, like you said, town meetings, newsletters, there's so many avenues now where there's no excuse. We shouldn't have an excuse why, well, I didn't hear about the meeting. I didn't know where they were having that. We have all these avenues to make people aware, and I think that's our job as public officials to make people aware. I mean, I want involvement in our meetings. I don't want just one or two people showing up. I'd love to see a packed house. Now, sometimes that can be a little headache, but it's what it is. I mean, we need to hear from our citizens, and, and so we need to do, do a better job communicating with, with them and uh, giving them the information that they need. I think that's one of the keys to life, if you ask me honestly, is communication. I think, you know, whether it be, you know, with your kids, you know, with your spouse, you know, in business and especially in politics, the more you can communicate with people, you know, the better. People are used to instant information. If they want to know something, they can go immediately online, you know, and look it up. And when you don't communicate, people, I've learned and I forget the psychology, psychology behind it but if there's a gap you know of information you know it's the example i give people all the time is, is if you look at you know john doe you, let's just say politics for right now and you say well i don't know what you know i don't know what the mayor makes you know for a salary well you can find that out but when you don't know that people tendency is going to go to the extreme you know yeah. it's like if they're going to fill the void of knowledge with something and that not uh, is not always correct. And usually, no, it's, it's gonna be the ne- like you said, it's usually going to be the negative. It's you know, like I talk, you know, like a lot of times, you know, the example I've heard, you know, before is like with business owners. It's like you know, a lot of the employees, you know, they tend to think that the small business owner is like lining, you know, his house with gold bricks because he's just making all this money. But most of the time, that's very few and far between, you know, that is anywhere near that. But it's because of that void of information that people are going to fill. And when it comes to, you know, government, if it's the littlest thing, like you said, it could just be, you know, text message. It could be just a website. Like why, you know, it's the, if we go back to our grass analogy, it could be something as simple as, you know, Hey, that entrance, you know, somebody down the road, you know, say you get, you know, elected and then they're reaching out and going, why is the exit ramp? It looks horrible. You know, it's like, well, you talked about it in your campaign, you put the flowers and you can keep it cut. And it's like, well, we, we communicate better. We could let people know that the mowers are down, you know, or the guy yeah, who's supposed to cut the grass. And then that completely changes everything, you know, from that it, person who goes. Always, it's not always about communicating the good and positive things. It's about letting them know, hey, why we can't. Hey, look, well, the state won't allow us to do it because of uh, there's certain liabilities. So they won't let our employees. But just giving people that information so they know why we can't or we're working on it to get it done. And that's all it yeah. takes. I saw um, – a good example of this, I was at a, uh, a health club up in Tennessee somewhere. It's like in one of the, I'd done an Airbnb and just went and stayed somewhere. And, but I just thought it was, I don't know why I'm thinking about it now. On one of the machines, it was broke in the weight room. But instead of just, you know, typically you see out of order, you know, is what everybody puts on. What they did was it said out of order, part was ordered on and gave a date, you know, should arrive by date. It took eight seconds more to write that sign, but instead of it just like, oh, it's broke. It's like, it's broke? 
We this found it. We know it. We ordered the part. We got it fixed, and it should be back, you know, on this date. That turned someone from going, oh, this, you know, this gym is horrible. You know, all their stuff is broke, too. Oh, okay, it'll be fixed on Friday. But that, that changed your, you know, if somebody asks, hey, I, I need to go stay. I'm heading up to Tennessee somewhere, staying in a bed and breakfast. You're going to recommend them. If, if they didn't have that note, it would be, well, they, their gym was out of water. I, I couldn't work it out. But now, hey, it was, but I'm sure it's fixed now because they told me they had the part. They did this and that. So it's just lack of information. Yeah, that's the key, I think, to all of it, you know, is communicating with people and especially just the days that we live in now, you know, that we're, no matter what you want, you can go find it online. You know, it, it's immediate, you know, I think it's a, uh, I heard someone talk about, you know, like if you ever wanted to know, you know, when Eddie Van Halen's birthday was, you know, 30 years ago, if you wanted to know when it was, you just like walk around and like ask you like, Hey, you have Van Halen, you want to know when his birthday is? Oh, I have no idea. You know, it's like, you're asking people and asking people and then you finally find that one guy and you get that excitement because somebody's able to tell you versus now it's, there's no re You just pull your phone up and go, Oh, it's such and such day. There's, oh, and you that, can find everything. That makes, it, that makes it more difficult for political leaders. It really does. I mean, it's not an easy job. Uh, a lot of times they do get the blame, you know, and I hear the analogy, you know, when your sewer's working, you're not going to get credit for it, you know, as a political official or whatever. But when that toilet backs up, for sure, you're going to be getting a call right then. And they I, used to, I used to have a couple of IT companies and I remember one of the guys that was working for me, he was like, he was on the support desk and he was calling, he did scheduling and coordinating. He was like, you know, like everybody, you know, they're, aggravated you know just nobody calls to say it's working i'm like but we're in the business where they call when it's broke nobody calls up and is like hey everything's working just great just wanted to let you know everything's fine we don't need anything they call when there's a problem and so you've got to be able to adapt you and know to that problem promptly they, they will appreciate it I absolutely well JJ, anything else we're missing you know before we let you get back to the real work oh you know, man uh, i think the main thing i, I think it's just you know our citizens here have a choice, you know, and we have three different candidates and, you know, I'm offering something now in the present that, you know, I'm involved in the community. I've been involved in the community. I serve on several boards. I'm not just talking about wanting to do it. Um, you know, the phrase actions speak louder than words. I mean, you could, you could see what I've done. You know, I've been involved here in my community for, you know, man, ever since I've, I guess for the past 30 years, but I mean, being being involved in leadership and stuff for the past, you know, 10 or 15 years, being involved in boards, serving in the community, you know, showing up the trash cleanup day, I've been coaching at our parks and recreation here for the past 10 years and will continue to do it. Um, so that's something I have done. Uh, I'm involved now. Uh, I'm in the present. I do it, you know, and I'm looking uh, to move the, the town forward and have a vision. Um, and, and be progressive. You know, we, we have to be proactive and not reactive. And that's uh, something that, you know, one of my messages, we can't just always react to things. We have to be proactive and have a vision to move forward to improve our overall quality of life. That's what it's all about, you know, for all of our citizens, for the young, from the youngest to the oldest. I mean, we need everybody. We're not coming in as young people, you know, uh, young, you know, be 40 next year. I know I'm young to, to a lot of people, not coming in and trying to move everybody out. Hey, we're taking over. No, I need your advice. I need your experience. I'm going to lean on you when we need, when we need something. 
So uh, it's about everybody just working together, improving that quality of life, making this a place. This is already a great town. I love my town. That's why I want to be involved and make it even better. Uh, my website is taylorformayor.com. You know, if you want to go check out my qualifications of what I've done, what I'm currently doing, if you have any questions for me, I believe my phone number is on there or you can email me. Uh, I'd love to come sit down with you, you know, if you're comfortable with it. We know the deal right now with COVID, uh, it's not a lot of, uh, we can't have a big campaign rally or, you know, if we go knock on doors, we have to be very careful. So that's something different for everybody right now. So I'm aware of it, but please reach out to me. I'm still going to be out. I'm going to be, I will be coming door to door. And I'll be very careful. Um, but if you see me in the community, stop me. You know, ask me questions if you have any questions. Yeah. I'm excited about it, man. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm excited uh, for the future of our town to see what's going to happen. Well, I'm excited to see how it turns out for you as well, man. I appreciate it, Miss. Yeah, thank we you for having you. me, man. Uh, I appreciate Magazine uh, for reaching out to me and giving me this opportunity to kind of share my message and uh, what, my, what my vision is. I think that's important. I think it's, you know, families, that's what they want to know. You know, they want to know, you know, what makes up a person, you know, what's, you know, where's their background, what they're planning. And I think this is, we found this to be a pretty good, you know, format to where people can sit down, easily digest, and hopefully they feel like they know you a little bit better. You yeah, know, hopefully, you know, it's so. kind of hard to get to know somebody in 20 minutes, but uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get to uh, reach out and connect with more people. I mean, that's, I love building relationships with people, talking with people. Sometimes they have to run me off because I'm talking too much, but hopefully they got to learn a little bit about me and uh, they'll, they'll learn more here in the next three months. But I definitely, uh, I don't want to, uh, I want to ask for everybody, you know, I appreciate your support, your vote uh, on November 3rd. That's a, uh, it's coming here. It's going to be here in less than three months. So be here before we know it. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, let's keep in touch and see what we can do. Um, We'll have you back on, you know, see how things turned out. And if everything goes well, you know, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you have as mayor. Uh, that's, that's the goal. So I there we go. Well, well, we appreciate your time and uh, let me know how we can help. All right, Brandon. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right.